Doctor Kevin, they say that a sweep is an awfully difficult commodity to come by in baseball. I mean, that's what they say. I got to ask you, is that the case when you're playing a bad team, which the Chicago Cubs are, on a bullpen day? Is a sweep still a difficult thing to accomplish? I don't think so. I think you have to play good. I think you have to play sound baseball. All facets of your game have to be good, and tonight it wasn't. I, you know, I, Jeff, when I was driving home, I really didn't feel like I was wanting to be too negative, uh, you know, if this team had lost the game. But it's just the consistency of the way they played baseball. You know, the starting pitcher, Mitch White, the breaking ball wasn't real good. The fastball command. You know, when you miss down the middle to even some cubby hitters that who are, you know, not having great years, they're still big leaguers. Big leaguers don't miss, you know, fastballs down the middle. It's just a collection of a bunch of things. Kirky not looking a runner back. Uh, you know, Whit Merrifield in the first inning not catching a little lazy uh, line drive to right center field off of Ian Happ's bat. There's, it's just little things. David Phelps' fastball command wasn't real good against lefties. Like, there was some things that, you know, if they played a little bit better baseball, there were some good things. Kirky hit a hanging slider. Uh, Kevin Biggio did exactly what you're supposed to do tonight. 89 miles an hour, you're supposed to go back Lake City. He did exactly that. So there was some good things that happened. But I think this is sort of a theme all year is, you know, it's just the little things that, tend to beat this team against, you know, when they face teams that, quite frankly, they should beat most of the time, if not all the time. This is why they don't, is they just don't play a complete game all the time. The numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 591 590 is the text line. Brings to a close a 13-14 and 14 August for the Blue Jays. I did not oh. think we'd be seeing that. It brings to a close a two and four home stand against the Los Angeles Angels and the Chicago Cubs. So the question for you tonight, whether you're at home at the cottage or stuck in traffic, question for you tonight. What's your confidence level going into September? Remember we had Mark Shapiro and Blair and Barker today. Mark Shapiro said this is the strangest year he's been around. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 one of those years where stuff just doesn't seem to be adding up for the Toronto Blue Jays. So it's a big September. They've got tomorrow off. They start a road trip, three in Pittsburgh, four in Baltimore, including a doubleheader, three in Texas. Then they're back home. Kevin, one question before we go to the phone lines, go to the text line. And just a... a you know, a, a point, I guess an important point on, on a night where the Jays did end up with a tying run, uh, mm-hmm. with a tying run at the plate mm-hmm. at the Springer. end of the game at Springer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, maybe a minor quibble, but you have an off day tomorrow. Now, David Phelps was not very good last night. He struggled with his release point. Mm-hmm. Brought him in today. You've got an off day tomorrow. Now, he gives up a couple of walks. Um, I found that surprising. I shouldn't say I found that surprising. Uh, but um, I, 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 I thought maybe we, we might see John go, go in another direction here. 
You did? Oh, well, you know, again, this is – it's a marathon, not a sprint, and I understand what part of the season they're at, and every single one of these games matter. Sorry, a couple if, of singles. A couple of singles. Uh, yeah, double was a single. Pardon me. He was very good with fastball command against lefties. That's, you know, the sort of his bugaboo is when he's good, he's commanding both sides. He can elevate with the fastball. His velocity's real good. The breaking stuff has late break to it. Last couple of outings, it hasn't been. And when he's not throwing that heater where he wants to throw it, which is not down the middle or a little elevated up and into a lefty who can inside out the ball to left center field. Like it's just, you know, it's very hard to come on here the way John and, and Pete Walker has, you know, been real good with the bullpen mm-hmm. and sort of matched up exactly the way they wanted to match up. Every If you use one, two, three, four, five, five pitchers, Jeff, sooner or later one of them five ain't going to be real good. So, they, you know, it's just one of those things where David Phelps didn't have it tonight and – you know, he's one of their guys. Like, he, he's yep. going to no, be counted on to get big fair. outs, and just tonight he didn't get them. And on the plus side, uh, we you're looking for, and again, with the caveat that it is the Chicago Cubs, but Tim Mazel looked better than he's looked in a while tonight, I thought, and that's important. He's the only lefty they have. Now the rosters do expand tomorrow. We already know that Bradley Zimmer will be on the roster. They expand by two. You can only bring up one pitcher. So that would mean it's either Julian Merriweather Zach Pop, or something I found kind of interesting today, and I didn't tweak onto it. I'm going to give Dan Shulman. I'm going to give Dan Shulman full credit for this because he was the one that noticed it. It's like any time in the past three days, whenever anybody's asked John Schneider, "Okay, we're getting close to we're going to have to call up a pitcher." You know, how's Julian Merriweather been looking? Da da da. He says, "Oh, Julian Merriweather's coming along. Tyler, you know, T- Taylor Sacedo's also coming along. He's name dropped Sacedo's name a couple of times." And and I don't know about you. Look, I, I we're not going to have a half hour show on whether you go with Merriweather or Sacedo, mm-hmm. or or Matt Gage for a reason I can't figure out. Seems to have been the forgotten man here. Me either. I, 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 and I don't get it, but me either because he does seem to get results. I would like to see them bring up another lefty here. And I, I've seen, you know, it's going to seem odd because all we've been saying is swing and miss stuff, swing and miss stuff, more power, more power. Julian Merriweather, if he's healthy, can bring it. But I almost think right now, Kevin, maybe you, maybe you bring Sasato or or, uh, or 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 Gage up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, look, it's uh, you know, it's all depending on when you would use them and how you. You don't, don't want to use the other guys that you have, right? If you had another lefty, would Phelps come in the game? That's what you have to ask yourself. There's a couple of lefties coming up. Would that be the spot that you would use a Taylor Saucedo or a Gage? I'm not real sure, right? It depends on what the scoreboard's yeah. telling you. That's how John sort of goes about who he's using is who's coming up and what the scoreboard says. If you're winning, they have their highest leverage guys. If they're losing, they have the guys that they want to use when they're losing. So, you know, it, uh, it all depends on how, what you think of Taylor Saucedo. I mean, is that just ooze confidence? You can't wait to give him the ball? I mean, Matt Gage is really good. The cutter thing that he's invented, he gets dudes out. Like, the ERA doesn't lie, and they send him down, and he's sort of a forgotten guy, and you never think of him again. So, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Julian Merriweather's getting a ton of play. We, we've had a lot of conversations about Julian Merriweather. I, I mean, I it's, guess it's if, if really it, based on one outing in New York, right? <laughs> It, it is. Years ago. It is right. Really, the ninety nine with the changeup that was moving all over the place. Now did that have a little something to do with the sticky stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, well, well, just that's to be determined. But we'll see. You know, they do have a doubleheader coming up, so I'm sure you'll see an extra pitcher in that. So you get one arm in September call up, and then you'll have another arm for that doubleheader, so you'll have 29 guys. It'll be interesting how they go about this. But, again, this gets back to a little bit of the offense, right? You're seeing uh, – we've been having this conversation. We watched batting practice today when we were at the field, and I asked you because I was talking to somebody else, did you see Bo Bichette take batting practice, and did you see him pull the baseball? And you seem regular. to you seem to tell me no, right? And I and I always said if you if you don't practice it, how are you going to do it in the game? I mean, when's the last time you saw him get the head out on a fastball left side of the second base? I man, I tried to sit here and think about when the last time I saw that. It is far and few between, and I think that's one of the things here is you know hit it where it's pitched right now for a bunch of these guys that are especially right-handed. Look at the righties that. David Ross threw at them. It is sinker slider. Sinker slider. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a right-handed hitter, Jeff, you're going to bed at night just having, like, nightmares over a slider. You're waking up with cold sweats and yelling and screaming at yourself. I can't just wait to not ever see another slider again. But it is what it is. The offense is going to have to pick it up a tick. The starting rotation is going to have to continue to do things. And if they get some timely hits, they'll win most of those games, I think. Russ in New Jersey, you want to talk about the Jays after that 13 and 14 August, that 2 and 4 homestand, and in particular, you want to zero in a bit in this series against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you said Chaparro said it's been a strange year. You know, it has been, but you're starting to think maybe they're just not that good. You look at these three games, they could have, the first game, they should have lost. The second game, yeah, they were in the game, but they could have lost. You're losing to a bad, bad baseball team. In every game, they're competitive in the three they play. You go back to the Angels, we know what happened there. Look at the last two games in Boston. A miracle, you know, listen, he got out of it, great, but it was a 6-5, you know, win, which the night before is 3-2. The Jays last year came in, and even in September when they were out of Buffalo, they they mashed some teams. Now I go Mm -hmm. back to, to the Kansas City series. When, you know, Schneider took over. That team was a terrible team. They're missing 10 guys. We lose to them the first game 3-1, to one, and then we struggle to win the last two 6-5 in 10 innings, and we were down in that game. And then Alejandro Kirkus did a two-run home in the eighth to win 4-2. Like, where, are, where, where is that, you know, you expect good teams beat up on bad teams. And the Blue Jays just haven't done that. I'm, listen, I'm happy they won two out of three. But if you told me before they're playing the Angels, the Cubs, and, 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 and the Pirates nine, nine games, you know, you think they're going to go seven and two, and they're going to yeah. have to sweep this series to have a winning record. Come yeah. on. Oh, that's, that's really well said, Russ. I, just, mm-hmm. I want you to hold the line, too, because one of the things that, that I've kind of noticed, and, you know, I, I can't believe I'm going to be saying this here that we're going to start having a little Baltimore Oriole envy. But did you see what Gunnar Henderson did tonight? Mm. Their number one prospect, MLB Pipeline's number two prospect, Major League, de- Major League debut, homers in his second at bat. And, 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 and the reason I'm mentioning that is I think this team needs a jolt somehow. They're not going to get it. They don't, they don't have anybody in the minor leagues they can bring up here. They're no. not. Gabriel Moreno's not coming up. They have nobody that they can bring up. And I, and I know not every organization does, but, Russ, i got to tell you, and I, I, I went back and looked at that at bat and watched a bit of that Orioles game. Uh, I mean, they've they got a spring in their step right now. You know, and that, and that kid coming up, he's Adley Rushman's friend. I'm 
I'm just saying, you know, there's something about that team right now, Russ. You, you got you got a, a kid like Ali Rossman. The kid, the kid has come up and he just gets the game. The kid walks. The kid takes pitches. He doesn't swing at pitches out of the strike zone. And I don't know, you know, I, I I've talked about this the last ten times I've been, so you're sick of hearing it. But I don't know, Bo Bichette, you can teach a guy to be more patient. Is it? Is it? You know, I always say the Yankee teams of the '90s, they didn't hit the most homers. Look back at it. The ones that won the four world series were O'Neill, Bernie Williams, you know, Jorge Posada, Jeter. Those guys that even when pitchers were great pitchers, you looked up and they hadn't just maybe they scored only one run, but they had ninety seven pitches in the fifth <laughs> inning. Okay, and they got them out, yep. they got to the bullpen and they won ball games. And this team's give as as talented as they are, they give up so many at bats by doing stupid things. It just makes me crazy. Russ, that's Russ, a tremendous call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate the call, call uh, Russ. Yeah. That's a tremendous hey, – look, I, I'm not sure I have a ton to add to that. I, I do think that the Bo conversation, maybe we need to back off that a little bit because Bo is trying to figure out who Bo is. You know, can he be aggressive enough to be an established big leaguer and be that big leaguer that everybody wants him to be? I think he's still trying to figure that out. You know, is it going to happen this year? I don't think so. I, you know, and I'm not even sure that that hitting it where it's pitched, Jeff. You're the first guy that said this when I said, you know, he's always thinking right center, which is a great approach. It keeps the barrel in the hitting zone long enough. And then you said to me on Blair and Barker one time, every once in a while you'd like to see him just get the foot down and get the head out and pull the you-know-what out of the baseball occasionally. And I I now have to agree with you. When's the last time you see that? And then today, when batting practice rolls around, you don't even see him practicing that. So I'm just not sure that that's what we're going to see this year. I think that may be something he needs to adjust to in the off season and just reevaluate what he thinks he should become as a professional baseball player. And I think he'll learn that and he'll be better for it. Five ninety five ninety is the text line. Um, a lot of folks weighing in tonight nick in toronto now nick i'm i'm i think i'm hoping you're just trolling barker and myself here but nick's asking the question would you give would you give kikuchi another start ahead of white no <laughs> me neither but nick thanks for the try i know you're just trying to get us get us going you were just trying to get us going but i will, I, say, I will this. say this he's going to get one in pittsburgh kikuchi yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna try and maneuver around their rotation to figure out how they can get their best guys against the Orioles. Well, you and want Bar- would, and Danny mentioned mean, Brios is six and zero yeah. again. You want Brios pitching against the Orioles? No question. So you're gonna figure out how to get your best guys against that team, and probably you're gonna see Yusei Kikuchi in one of those Pittsburgh starts. So if you're if you're oozing for it, just uh, wait. You're gonna get yeah. what you want, man. If you're Jonesing for a little Kikuchi action, <laughs> we'll make sure we'll uh, we'll give you a heads up. When we know it's happening, so you can run down and light some candles or whatever the hell it is that you need to do. But uh, my my friend, Mr. Barker, is right. John Schneider's as much as said that look, we've we got to beat Baltimore, we got to beat Tampa. You know, you again caveat: win as many games as possible, but you mm-hmm. got to beat Baltimore and you got to beat Tampa. Baltimore's won tonight. Tampa's won tonight as well. So they're uh, they're they're closing in. They're closing in on the Jays. And job one right now for the Blue Jays folks is to. Make sure that those three games in Baltimore don't mean jack. That's job one. That's oh. what the rest. That's what the rest of this season is all about. That's it in a nutshell. Be nice to get home field in the wild card. The rest of this season is about making sure those three games in in Baltimore don't matter, so you can fiddle around with your 
pitching. And if you have to, maybe start Yusei Kikuchi three days in a row. <laughs> if you have to. Sure, why not? Uh, Mark in Idaho. Whereabouts are you in Idaho? Uh, Coeur d'Alene, Muskoka, Western United States without the humidity. <laughs> there uh, you I'm go. I'm going to be in Baltimore. By the way, I'm going to be in Baltimore Monday. There's four nice. games, guys. A doubleheader Monday. Doubleheader, yep. yeah. Tuesday, absolutely. Wednesday. Absolutely. Yep. So there's, just to correct you there, there's four games. And, you know, it's all about the pitching. Come on, White comes in and, uh, you know, you're uh, six runs and he's still in. Uh, five runs, he's still in. Four innings. Bring in Richards. Two strikeouts. Bring him in the next inning. Come, I, this thing about one inning, take him out. You got a day off tomorrow. You're playing Pittsburgh for crying out loud. If you don't beat Pittsburgh three straight, don't bother even showing up in Baltimore. And um, it's just about the pitching. They've yeah. mismanaged the pitching forever, and they're still mismanaging. They don't need five starters. You got four starters in September. Why are you Ooh. guys talking about Merriweather and who you're going to bring up in September? The other mm. teams already got their pitching set. You got four starters. That's it. Yeah, you know, most teams. Started, you don't most another. most teams are bringing up are bringing up a pitcher because the rosters expand. So that's why we're talking about it. It's not that if the rosters didn't expand, you wouldn't be seeing a pitcher added. But the rosters are expanding by two. It has to be at least uh, one position player. Thanks for the call. It has to be at least one position player. Uh, that's why we're talking about. It. You know, listen. I, I mean, with all due respect, I don't have an issue with the way John Schneider and and. Pete Walker and Matt Bushman have handled the bullpen. We know that one of the things they do, and we're going to repeat this, but it's true. They got three batter pockets. That's how they think. You know, when you use a pitcher now, you got it. He's got to either finish out the inning, or you need him to face at least three hitters. And they look for pockets where they can use them. And the thought process is this: All right, who's available tonight? Okay, this guy's available. This guy's available. This guy isn't. This guy isn't. This guy's available. All right, so I've got these guys available. When might I use them? Try to find three pockets at least where we can get something out of these guys. So my only question about David Phelps was after a night where it was obvious he didn't have his release point, and you've got the off day, I might have gone someplace. But that, I mean, that's that's a minor quibble. That's a minor quibble. Um, as for Mitch White, I, I do know this too. I, uh, Kevin, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop calling him Ross Stripling 2.0, um, because it, it's going it, to, he, if he turns into Ross Stripling 2.0, it's going to be, it's going to be at some point next year. Um, he, to me, he's just a guy, you know, that, that's it. He's just a guy. He, he is. Yeah. He's got a lot of roll to his, to his breaking ball, which is. It's not a breaking ball. It's a rolly curveball, which rolly curveballs go right into the barrel. The, you know, again, the fastball command, you have to have that. When you're a guy that struggles with a slider, a curveball, what are you doing with it? When are you throwing? How do you use it? How do I get lefties out? The fastball command has to be excellent. Like, you got to live on the corners. Your misses have to be great. And when they're not, even against teams like the Cubbies, you're going to get hammered. And you saw that there in the third inning when he gave up four hits and three runs. 7-5, the Chicago Cubs beat the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays taking two of three from the Cubs, just going two and four in this homestand against the Cubs and the Angels. 13-14 and 14 in August, the first losing month of the season. September, set up to start. Three in Pittsburgh, four in Baltimore, including a doubleheader. And then three in Texas against the Texas Rangers. We'll take a break and come back with more. It's Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.
and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I think there is something to be said about the calendar actually turning to September and, you know, everyone understanding how important games are. I mean, this was, you know, you win the series here against Chicago two out of three. You know, it was a couple close games, but I think going forward, everyone knows the magnitude of every game. Everyone sees who we're playing on the schedule and who's in the race and things like that. So, you know, there should be no real needed, you know, message or, hey, let's get ready to go. I mean, these guys, they know what's at stake. They know what they need to do. And, um, you know, if anything, you look at the last road trip we were on in uh, New York and Boston, you like the way that they responded to that kind of challenge. So it's going to be a tough one, and uh, the guys are going to be up for it. There's John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, speaking about how happy he is to see August in the rearview mirror of his baseball team, a 13-14 and 14 August after 7-5 loss to the Chicago Cubs tonight. The Cubs basically emptying their bullpen to get through this one. Uh, Mitch White, starter for the Blue Jays, he was not very good. The Jays got nope. all of their offense on home runs uh, tonight. A three-run home run by Alejandro Kirk and a two-run shot by Kevin Biggio. They've got the day off. Then it's on to Pittsburgh for a three-game series against the Pirates starting on Friday. The numbers to call. We still got a few minutes left. We'll take some calls. 416-870-0590. Star 591-888-666-0590. But now it's time for the Bet365 standings update. With Bet365. Sorry, my computer just froze there, folks. With Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide. That was close. I think I know this by now. 19-plus play responsibly. Ontario only. The uh, Lots of not very good news for the Blue Jays on the scoreboard tonight. Seattle beat Detroit. Ooh. Boston beat Minnesota 6-2. That doesn't really matter. Nope. The Yankees and Angels are currently tied in Anaheim, Baltimore beat the Orioles 4-0. Tampa Bay beat the Miami Marlins 2-1. I mentioned Baltimore getting a home run from Gunnar Henderson. Their top prospect, the number two ranked prospect according to Major League Baseball Pipeline. He's an infielder. He uh, homered in uh, his second at-bat. So as a result of that, as we take a peek at the wild card standings, Tampa Bay... Holds down the top wild card spot in the American League. Two games up. They're 72 and 57. Seattle, one game back in the loss column. They're 72 and 58. The Blue Jays, 70 and 59. Two games back now in the loss column to Tampa. And the Baltimore Orioles, 68 and 61. They're two games back in the loss column to the Jays. They are two games out, followed by the Minnesota Twins at two and a half games back. And of course, so far, the Cleveland Guardians uh, are uh, controlling the Central. So, um, really, the only team I think you you need to keep an eye on in the Central right now is Minnesota. I don't see this is Captain Obvious here, mm. but I don't I don't see uh, I, I I just don't I don't see Minnesota. I I think Cleveland's Cleveland's kind of on a little bit of a roll right now. Uh, Sean and Uxbridge, welcome to Blue Jays talk. Hey, thanks, guys. Blair Barker, love the show. Thanks, nice. man. Thank you. Hey, uh, I was down at the, the Rogers Center with the kids, and just really cheering for a win tonight. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's 
I don't want to say disappointing because everyone's calling in because they lost, but um, the, the fifth starter issue, like, uh, that's interesting that Kikuchi is going to get another start, you think, um, coming up. But I guess they go back to White. Are, are there any other options? Like, I think it, it's no. unfortunate. It looks like it's not. it didn't work, the White thing. Yeah. Kikuchi thing, like, is there Tedeman? Is Can he come up? Is there anybody? Can they put, uh, no, I don't they, know, Hernandez or Merrifield, somebody? Like, no, no, no. They won't, they won't bring, they won't bring, bring Tiedemann up. Um, they've, they've, I mean, he's a double A right now. They just want him to get through that year. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, he's got great stuff. He's their top pitching prospect. But no, that's that's not on the table right now. Look, I think Mitch White gets another. Kevin talked about this. They've got a bunch of games coming up. I think Mitch White gets another start. Uh, I don't think you're going to pull him out of the rotation. I, I mean, I think there's a scenario where I can't believe I'm saying this. I bang my head. But I mean, there's a scenario where we're going to see both him and you say Kikuchi make starts uh, here because. Look, the 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 idea has got to be to try to, to figure out how to line up, how to line up, how to maximize what you have with Gossman, Barrios, and Manoa. And I've also got to think at some point. I know they're off days here, but you probably want to give, you might want to give Alex an extra day in some place here, or Alec an extra day in here, some place as well. We've talked about he hasn't been down this road before. And I know you can't get too cute, Kevin. You're looking at me, and you know if you're John Schneider, you can't necessarily be juggling three balls in your starting, in your starting rotation. But uh, I mean, that's that's where we are right now. Boy, it sure help if that lineup would get on a tear. Like it would make all these little things that we're talking about about the fifth starter and you say you say Kikuchi and just how you would try and maneuver around that to try and get your best three starters as many starts against good teams as you possibly can. Like, it would just help if Springer, Vladdy, Lourdes, Alejandro Kirk, Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, like, there's just so many good hitters right there. If they could just tell Oscar, you can add him now. He looks like he's had some controlled aggression. Jeff, you notice that? Like, it's just nice and easy. I, my foot flows to where I want it to land. When I get it down, I have a little nice turn. Like, I'm not overswinging. I'm not falling across the plate. Like, it just... You know, I, I hit it where it's pitched. If I see a fastball middle of the way, I'm going to hit it to right center. If I see it in, I pull it. Like, it's just a simple approach now the last couple of days for T. Oscar. You just hope some other guys can get hot and take a little bit of pressure off of every single move that a manager, a pitching coach, a, a bench coach makes is just not the end of the world, be all, end all kind of thing. And for me, that can be helped out a little bit by some guys getting hot. I think uh, the tax line has got a, a, a well – it's got a good representation of the thoughts most Blue Jays fans are going to have tonight, those of you who are driving home, wherever you are. Ryan in Orangeville, bad August for the Jays, time to turn the page. One hot month can erase the inconsistency of the season. The no difference question. between this year and last is that we weren't in a playoff spot at this time. Just mm-hmm. trying to put it in perspective. Going to enjoy meaningful baseball in September, September and beginning of October. We will be in the playoffs. I have a good feeling. Matt I from Toronto. It. Not from Toronto, feeling good going into September. Team's too good not to make the wild card. I'm confident in this group. If they prove me otherwise, myself and the city of Toronto will be ashamed considering they had the second-best odds to win the World Series. There you go, Matt. Way to straddle, way to go, Matt. Way, way to straddle the fence. you got a future as a talk show host straddling the fence there. Uh, Tony from Kitchener. I don't know how September will go, but they need to do better. They need to do better. These little mistakes are costing them. They're playing Little League Baseball. They need to go to Pittsburgh swinging and win those games. He mentions Gunnar Henderson. 
It's going to be hard to beat the Orioles. Said they're strange when they are hot. They're the best in the league. These are the Jays he's talking about. But when they are cold, they're worse. There is no in-between. It's a head-scratcher with this team. It's like being in the twilight zone. Uh, Tony, that, that, is, that is the thing with these. We've, we've talked about it for a while. If you look at their offensive numbers, their offensive numbers aren't terrible. But they do hit into a lot of plays. And, you know, earlier this year, they had trouble with runners in scoring position. Now it seems as if they have trouble with runners in third base and, and, and less than two out. It, it's, yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't add up. It, the, the offense doesn't add up. I think the pitching is what it is, Kevin. I think the pitching I, I is what so it too. is. But the offense okay. doesn't add enough. up. Yeah, for yeah me, it again, is. For me, again, this gets back to if, if they face guys who can go middle away with something spinning, their misses are good, and they're away, they're, the Jays lineup's going to look like it looked tonight. If they don't and they hang a couple of sliders, they try to establish in, which is the Blue Jays' strength, you know, it's going to look like the Blue Jays that everybody wants it to look like, and you're dominating people and you're scoring a ton of runs. But consistently, there's too many righties at the big league level who know how to add and subtract middle away to a bunch of right-handed hitters. This is a great point from Kelly and Prince Albert. Um, curious as to why of the three people that we cycle through second base, and in particular the guys we have playing tonight, all have lower fielding percentages and lower batting averages, than Santiago Espinal. I know we want to get Biggio and Merrifield playing time, but winning is paramount. Espinal, in my view, is a superior defender and a better average and on-base percentage. I will admit Bo is better power, but look at the case. Every strikeout is an opportunity lost, a totally unproductive at-bat. I have. I I actually made a note. I didn't get a chance to ask anybody today, but I I made a note. I mean, Santiago Espinal's playing time, I think, has been diminished a little bit here. That's the guy who made the All-Star game. I, I... I understand that he he hit that dry spell coming out of the All Star game that mm-hmm. that or going into the All Star game actually I think it was that's going to happen. Are you a little surprised at how at how he's being used right now? I, I am a little bit, but they did go out and get Whit, Whit Merrifield. They seem to like Kevin Bishio's uh, plate awareness, and they like those you know the seven pitch outs and him seeing a bunch of pitches. Now he times it up that uppercut and you know can get mm-hmm. that barrel somehow to the baseball. He's got some a little bit of power, but I'm with that. I, I I think for me, the way the team is going now, you think defense first. Everybody on the team can't be hitter first. Like, that's sort of what this team is, right? I mean, they play decent enough defense, but there has to be that one guy who's special. I ask you this. That little uh, pop line drive that Ian Happ hit in the first inning that was an RBI, does Santiago Espinal catch that? Absolutely he does. Then that's, I made the I note think, right here. I'm looking yeah. at a note I made right here. Yeah, absolutely I think, does. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's just not when you're sporadically playing like Whit Merrifield is. You know, he'll play, he's on and off, he'll play a couple of days, he'll be off three or four days. Like, that that hurts you both sides of the ball. I'm with you. I think you go defensive first, and that's Santiago Espinal. Yeah, and I think, too, in September, I think you just you go with your guys, and Santiago Espinal is one of your guys. And and I, I understand. I, you know, I understand getting Kevin Biggio's left-handed bat in there. Uh, they like Kevin Biggio. They he does he he his profile works in this team, providing he's not overexposed. His profile actually works in this team. But I, I'm with the texter and Kevin. I'm with you as well. You put Santiago Espinal in the lineup every day. You know, let, uh, just do it. See where it goes because I do like the at bats he gives you. And and you know, my concern is I kind of playing him and not playing him and, and playing him and not playing him. Uh, you might, 
it might impact the possibility of this guy going on a little roll. He was a good hitter for this team. I think so, too. He's going to be better the more he plays. I do think that's the gut position. Like, John is playing gut there. It's not analytics. It's not. Which is his right. It's his right as a manager to play the gut. It absolutely is. It is. I just think that's that's the one position he does it with every single day. 7-5 the final score tonight. The Chicago Cubs beating the Blue Jays. A reminder, Mr. Barker and myself will be on Blair and Barker from 10 to noon Eastern tomorrow on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network. And uh, as always, wherever you get your favorite podcast. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.